In this episode, we have a very special guest, Frank Bandura, which is a very experienced CFO in the hospitality and restaurant industry, and he has extended experience in how to navigate stormy waters with brands like Gouchers and Cow recently. He gives his views on where he sees the industry and some top financial tips how to improve the chances for surviving short and long term. Thanks to our amazing partner, Dacian from HGM, Simon from Tahola and Nick from Mojo, who's making this possible. Tune in, grab pen and paper. There are some real great approaches you can implement straight away. Thank you for joining us today in this special edition podcast episode. We are saying the 18th of March, 2020, and our beloved hospitality and restaurant industry has ended in a... I would call it a not perfect storm, but a big, big shit storm. And uh, it's all due to the coronavirus and like the rest of society. And uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and leaders has to deal with relatively big, big challenges and potentially mass redundancy within the industry. And in today's podcast, I have uh, Frank on the podcast and he's been you know managing true crisis a bit before but i I will let uh, frank introduce himself so welcome to the podcast frank thank you michael so i'm frank bandura and i have worked in senior finance roles within hospitality and leisure for nearly 30 years now i was part of the founding team at carluccio's helping grow that business from zero restaurants to 120 operating in seven countries worldwide. But perhaps more relevant um, to the subject matter today, I have also been CFO at Gaucho Cow, helping steer that business through an administration, a close down of a brand and subsequent restructuring and sale to two banks. Finally, um, during the last year, I have set up Walpole Advisory to provide financial clarity and deliver strategic vision through consultancy and interim CFOs assignments. If you should give your little analysis of uh, you know where where do you see the industry where it is right now and for many operators they are like from short term perspectives but also you know what are the consequences of this on a long term uh, perspective? What what is your view on that? I don't think I'll be saying anything um, that uh, uh, people don't already know that work in the hospitality or, or leisure travel sectors, but the short term is is certainly very bleak for the sector. Um, as business leaders uh, are, are being forced to close their business to protect um, their customers and to protect their employees primarily, but also to manage um, costs. Um, and I think in the short term, um, these businesses are having to lay off staff um, in the absence of direct government support. So all of these things point to a very bleak picture and a, a really difficult time. Nobody wants to be in the position of having to tell loyal and hardworking staff that they no longer have a role or that they have to do the same role, but at much less money. So I think that the the short term is 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 pretty difficult. Well, from what are the consequences of all this? You know, people are talking today on you know on yesterday evening on social media uh, about a million jo- jobs very quickly. Um, 
and and even more severe things because you know hospitality as we both know is a very you know cash depending business so no no sales very difficult to survive in a way well look longer term and at the moment nobody knows what longer term means but but longer, longer term in several months time, I have no doubt that hospitality, the, the, the hospitality sector will bounce back. Um, but how strongly and how many companies are able to do so will depend on the next few days and the extent of government support. So whilst the package that was um, revealed yesterday does go some way to help the UK economy, it, in my opinion, it doesn't go far enough. And I also read um, UK hospitality's forecast of 1 million job losses in the next 24 hours, unless the government comes up with a comprehensive package. And these are very real decisions and, and very hard decisions that, that leaders in the sector have to um, face right at the moment. But fundamentally, you know, we are creatures that that like social interaction and we the hospitality sector will bounce back but as i as i say there is a real um there's a real there, sh- there has to be a real focus from government on um supporting this sector and the wider economy in a way that it hasn't done so far so what do you what if from your 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 personal view uh, what do you think is needed beside the package yesterday is it is it support for you know uh, unemployment in principle or making sure that people has you know some kind of uh, support to their salaries in these coming months where nothing is going to happen potentially maybe 2 to 3 months maybe 4 months where we can't go out while the virus is hanging out there in the air Look, I mean, I think the the principle yesterday of of providing three hundred thirty billion of lending is 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 really is really good. I mean, that's a significant amount of money by anybody's imagination. But the difficulty for many businesses in hospitality and many many business owners is that this is a loan, and that means money that's going to have to be paid back. And so, and and this is and this is being offered at a time when income is very very insecure and and very uncertain so that's the that's the real issue and that's why there is a there is a need to do something much more than that and i think it has to be directly aimed at um employees um i, I think i think you're from denmark aren't you michael yeah that's correctly remembered yeah i do yeah so i i know i think it has to be along those lines where the danish government has said that anybody that's laid off as a result of the the virus receives 75 percent of their of their salary um or their or their wages um for a period of time for, for three or three or four months i think it's got to be something like that that directly supports employees that are, are are laid off or or made redundant because at the moment that that is whilst the government have said that that is something they're thinking about at the moment um we're in the dark over that and uh, and it's down to employers to um support their teams and their employees financially as well as psychologically 
Yeah, as you speak, I'm just checking actually the, the the news to see if something had come out. If we actually, but that there's nothing out yet, as I can see on the news channels uh, with anything from the the schools has been shot. That's oh, uh, in Wales right. and Scotland from Friday. So that's the only thing. So there's been nothing being out yet. So um, uh, we have the Bank of England bus saying, "Don't fire people." Uh, right. But that's that's very difficult when it comes to 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 the industry we are talking about because I get it, it is just impossible if you don't have the backing from from any assurance you you need to do what you need to do I guess uh, in a way yes well and you you have there's a real there's an economic reality to it you know no nobody um nobody has has unlimited resources and, and because we don't know how long we're in this for it, it, it's it's a it's virtually impossible to to um to know uh, the financial um liabilities um that that will that will be incurred um I, I also think the government should be looking at at something you know quite simple like a tax payment holiday that's because that directly puts money into employees and uh, employers pockets I think in terms of protecting the wider industry, I would have liked to have seen something that stops um, landlords being able to exercise um, a lease forfeiture for non-payment of rent. So, you know, that, that's a very, very obvious thing to do. And I think it would be an easy thing for the for the government to basically, you know, mandate a stay um, against such proceedings. But yeah, because again, uh, I I I don't know, and I don't know enough about it. But I, I from a logical mind, as from what you were saying as well, is that it's easier to save the landlords, in in principle, for a period of time and give them some backing. And it is like trying to you know save whole sectors or industries, which is always a harder thing, in a way, if you can get them some some relief in some way. Any other things you think the government is is missing, should be aware of, should be doing specifically maybe for for the hospitality sector, but maybe for the high street, we could say, because that's also important, you know, because they're all dependent on each other. I think it's this comprehensive package of measures. I think the other thing that, to my mind, that hasn't been good enough, and I do understand, obviously, that we are dealing with with unprecedented times, but I don't think the way that the government has been communicating over this um, this this the virus it has been good enough. It's felt, you know, for me as a you know as a uh, a person just following the the various news channels. It's felt very disjointed. So when communication has been made, very often it's 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 just resulted in lots and lots and lots of uh, more questions that that remain unanswered. And you have to wait. It's a bit like a soap opera almost. You have to wait for the next instalment, the the, the next day, to to yeah. get an answer to 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 a question. And, and as I say, I, I'm trying to be understanding and, and, and show some sort of understanding for the situation that we find ourselves in. But at the end of the day, this is the government that we've entrusted with running our country. And, and, and they have to adhere to, to higher standards. Um, and the communication has to be better because uh, at the moment, it's just it's, it's not helping with the uncertainty. It's breeding further uncertainty and further doubt and fear. Um, and that's not good. 
if we uh, walk a bit away from the the big picture and go in to say, okay, if you were sitting in an organization today, Frank, and was, you know, in a way you have to advise with if you had your CFO glasses on, uh, had advice, what is the right things to do to managing this situation? What would you do short term? What would be your top advice and thinking? Because I know every business is different and they have different interaction gaps, but what would be your approach and what would you be saying to your, you know, the CEO, to, to, to the people in the organization? We need, we need to look at things in this way. What, what would be your approach from, from, from the CFO role point of view? Well, f- firstly, Michael, um, I think I want to acknowledge that that today's business leaders that are um, having to make these decisions in such unprecedented times, I have the the, the utmost respect for them. Um, I, I, but if I was around sitting in the board room at the moment, um, I would be ca- uh, uh, counselling for for a few things. Firstly, I would have uh, already prepared a rolling, detailed, day-by-day cash flow looking forwards for three months. Um, And this is part of my crisis management suite. And this is one of the tools that I employed when we were faced with, for very different reasons, but when we were faced with the possibility of um, the gaucho and cow business um, going under. So um, uh, the, the, the detailed day-by-day cash flow is a crucial tool, and that's updated, as the name suggests, every single day. And it's down to, to, to quite a lot of detail. So you're actually looking at every single item of expenditure and making a decision as to whether you should do that. It obviously also tracks your revenue. So to the extent that you have some, um, it gives you a clear picture for when um, you will have a cash issue. Um, so that's my central tool. I'm looking at that. I'm talking to the board and I'm saying, look, I think we've got enough cash to survive for a week, for a few days, for two weeks, for three weeks, for four weeks. And, and this is this is what we need to do in that situation. Um, I think I'm also um, sitting and there and encouraging and I'd like to think that it wouldn't be down to me, but but communication is is absolutely key in this. Once again, when we were going through this situation with the gaucho and cow business, we um, our strategy was to almost over communicate so that employees felt involved in the process, even if the outcome wasn't a pleasant one and that nobody wanted to end up where we ended up. Um, it was it was still very important to let people know um, that we were thinking about them, that we were we were properly um, trying to to do the very best for them. Um, and this this also this also obviously your team and your team is is crucial to 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 you and 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 that's that's your sort of primary focus. But I I would also be saying look we have to let other stakeholders in the business know what we're doing so for instance if we were um, thinking about our rental payment i think the right strategy is to let landlords know that we will be seeking um, a rent payment holiday or we will be deferring rent or we can offer a turnover rent or we can offer some sort of payment or not 
but I think it's right to communicate. Um, and then, of course, we're also looking um, with these sort of tools with the communication. In addition, we're also looking to maximize revenue to the extent that it's possible. I mean, some businesses um, will will decide not to or, or may find that their business model doesn't lend itself to delivery. But I've heard lots and lots of businesses coming up with quite innovative ideas in terms of delivery. So, you know, I heard one business this morning talking about delivering a Mother's Day um, lunch, and drinks to its customers. It's that kind of thing. Um, I think, yeah, I've also heard lots of businesses talking about gift cards and appealing to um, their sort of loyal customer base to buy gift cards, and click and collect. Um, at the same time, you, 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 and it's difficult to have this conversation without considering how do you minimize costs? Um, and in that, one of my one of my sort of tools in that is when you're faced with this crisis um, situation is you cancel all of your direct debits, you cancel all of your standing orders. Nothing goes out of the business without um, a senior uh, a senior person um, approving it or, or viewing it, and and that does mean that there is much more administration, but it's the only way to try and manage and continue the business through this very sort of difficult time. So th those are the short-term things that, that I'm doing. Um, lo slightly longer term, um, and it's a, it, this is quite a big, big thing of mine, um, don't wait for permission to save your business. Um, we're all quite used to, 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 to operating within a set of rules, a certain you know, a certain framework. It's what makes our society what it is. But in this situation, in desperate times, um, the the right strategy, I believe, is to is to explain to people the situation, explain to them what you're going to do, and and hopefully you will get their approval or their agreement. But don't wait for that, because if you do. You, you might not have a business. So um, if we pick, if we take landlords, for instance, I think the right thing to do is to say, you know, at the moment, I, I'm going to have to defer my rent or I'm going to be seeking a rent, uh, a rent holiday. And then, but don't wait for a response. Don't wait for permission. Because as I say, it might be too late. And then f finally, on my sort of uh, longer term view, um, and I think I said this at uh, earlier in the in the podcast. Um, I do believe that the hospitality industry will come back um, and will bounce back. It will rebound. And so the question is, we don't quite know when. So it is right to begin to plan for the rebound, so that operators are ready for when that moment comes, that they will be ready to take full advantage so this is the time to um to to consider the business model to consider whether that's still appropriate um going forward whether there need to be changes to it um, it's the time to think about to the extent that people have been kept on the payroll it's time to think about the structure and the the the, the number of people but also which people you want in the business going forward. It's time to think about, and this really fits into the business model, but it's time to think about the locations that um, you want to be operating in. You know, maybe this is the time to, um, to w w when you review your portfolio, you think, well, actually, 
um, we need to do something about that particular location. But wh- whatever it is, it, I'm not I'm not trying to be too prescriptive. Whatever whatever it is, it's about planning for the future and planning for success uh, because that is the right thing to do at this stage of the cycle. That's very important, you know. Uh, even in the darkest hour, you you would you need to see what you can use that for when you have found a way to keep the doors open or the business going, so you know that potentially we're there on the other side. What is that we actually need then to do with our business to yeah. become a success again? I think that's a a very important question, which is probably not an easy answer right now, but it's something starting to to work on that when you have managed the immediately situation yes. i can i can totally see that it's important because else everything goes to a hole because nothing's going to be in uh at the sa- a same way after this i think no. we no, we are within a in a par- paradigm shift in in general in society this this will ask a lot of questions afterwards uh that has to be answered or new ways to to deal with those questions in a way uh, um, and i think and i think it's look, and i totally agree with you um uh, Michael, it's not something that you you start you know focusing on today, but it's something you have in the back of your mind, and it's something that will change and evolve as we we get to know much more about the situation. We get to know much more about the virus, and we get much more we get to know much more about what the likely outcome might be. Um, so it's it's something to to focus on, but but obviously I'm not suggesting for a minute that 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 should be something that that operators focus on today no 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 i, I, I didn't i didn't also i think it's about you know it's about what you as a leadership team start already doing maybe for in two weeks time yeah when, exactly exactly right yeah like anyone else we're all in the same boat um we're all in the storm and um how are you keeping sane in all this because it's always interesting to hear how people are managing this because people have different things to do how do you you know deal with all this you know because it impacts everyone everybody is a part of this what is your top 3 advice to to keep sanity as a as an individual in all this well i'll tell you a, a, a few th- a few things um michael i mean the the first the first thing that I do, and, and I've done this when I've been in, in sort of, when I face similar crises. So, for instance, when, when we were going through the financial crisis in 2008, I, and you might not be surprised to hear this because of what I do, but I, I like data. I like information. So I get, I spend probably too much of my time, but I, but I spend a lot of my time making sure that I'm really up to date with, you know, what's happening within in the country what the government is saying what you know other news story you know other news stories that that you know from other parts of the world that inform me and inf- help to inform me um in in um in what's going on and, and i guess it's a way of trying to trying to get a tiny bit of control in in a in a situation that is you know is completely unprecedented so that's 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 the way i personally deal deal with it um I, i've also been offering my support to um to friends and colleagues that are in the sector so um to, to the extent that i can i mean i don't have um, obviously, I don't have a crystal ball, but 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 I, I but I'm I'm there and I talk to people, um, you know, regularly and and just you know offer myself as a sounding board. It helps. It helps. You know, I feel. I feel, it helps me to feel sort of useful. 
Um, and I'm, I'm also pleased I take comfort from the fact that my family is safe and so far unscathed and that I'm, I'm here and I'm able to, to support them um, as, you know, as far as, 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 as possible. So, so those are kind of my my three things that are, that that are probably keeping me um, keeping me going. I think the other thing I would say, and I'm I'm sorry, Michael, this is four now. Yeah. I think uh, I think the other thing that does give me um, quite a lot of comfort is is that one of the things that I absolutely love about being in this sector it's how friendly and supportive it is so it really feels like um we are all in this together and whoever i speak to i, I you know i i i just feel as if you know there's a that no matter how bad it is for me or for friends of mine it's happening to to lots of people and there is a tremendous uh, there's a tremendous community feel and tremendous um support from colleagues in the hospitality industry I, I think that's really important don't feel as if you're fighting this on your own I, I would totally agree with you because I also been on the phone uh, over the last week or two with people and it's just like everybody is uh, pitching in or sharing did you know you could do this have you yeah, thought about yeah. this and and I think and that's also what we're trying to do with these podcasts is to share some of these thoughts from people they is very engaged in the community because, you know, we can all use these ideas and maybe some of them fits really well and others don't. But it's like, again, we're, you're not alone. And it, it's an industry that actually comes together when it's needed. You can feel that. Um, and you can you can definitely see that, that, that everybody is trying their best, both putting a, a bit of pressure on government, but also trying to, to share good ideas uh, across uh, social media and so on. If you should get some concrete example where operators can can go for help and support is there anywhere where you think that it's relevant for operators now right now to go and and, and look for that i think really it really sort of uh, following on from my point there that because there's such a strong community i would say this is the time not to not to sort of you know hide away but this is the time to reach out to your network as you've just said is to talk to people that you know and and that that can be enormously supportive and comforting i also think that the work that um uk hospitality uh, led by um Kate Nichols is is doing is is tremendous, and, mm, and I, I think, agree. I, I, you know, she's fighting night and day um, with the various government bodies and legislators to try and get the best deal for for this sector, and 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 I think there's a whole um, um, uh, support network from her organization that uh, that i would encourage operators to turn to particularly if if the the, the questions become you know more technical um i i think also um so we've talked about the hospitality the, the network we've talked about uk hospitality but i would also i would also reach out to the various people outside hospitality that like your bank manager and i would also you know i would reach out to them because they are going to be at the front line of um, delivering some of these initiatives mm. that the government has promised, so I would make yeah. sure that that you know, you know, if the right thing for your business is to borrow money, then you know you're 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 um, you know how to get hold of that, you know who to speak to, and you you're first in line if you if you see what I mean. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely know the process in well, a way. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because yes. because yeah, one thing is to release the funds. I think there's a big question about how quickly can I get these funds, and you can only. Well, it is about it is a circle of influence. Try to influence as all the things you can, and then you can't do any more, and then you have to relax around that. If people want to know a bit more about you, Frank, where can they find you? Uh, I guess there's a LinkedIn. And yes. Do you have a website or anything? There's a. I, I don't. I do. I do most of my sort of work through LinkedIn or through Twitter. Um, so it's Frank Band. It's at Frank Bandura, and it's Frank Bandura on LinkedIn. Um, I do most of my work there, and I'd be very happy to to talk or to help in in any way that I can if if somebody wanted to reach out to me. Good. Well, uh, Frank, that has been absolutely amazing. I'm sure there is some people out there that will take some of these uh, nuggets and be very useful, especially the the, the short term things about the daily cash flow model. I can I can only agree. I'm I'm involved in a couple of businesses. That's exactly what we have done as well, and trying to do managing every penny i would say and then also thinking about you know how do we actually communicate with the staff on a regular basis and then having an, an, an honest conversation with your your primarily stakeholders as quick as possible i think it's, it's great advice i don't know if i missed any of those but that was like on top of our mind from what i can remember from our conversation no absolutely no i think that's right uh, but but as i say i think i think this is this is also about survival so you know don't wait for permission to um yeah to uh save your business good frank thank you so much for coming on the podcast and spending your your valuable time here i uh, send you and uh, everybody around you the power and energy to 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 get through this and uh, i'm sure we're gonna catch up in uh, in in the near near future as well thank you michael thank you for asking me Thank you so much, Frank. That was some really solid top advice on how to manage the the short-term crisis and also how to plan for the future. Remember, if you would like some help, please reach out to Frank via Twitter at Frank Bandura or LinkedIn, also Frank Bandura. So please share this podcast to other industry people so they can get some great insight and advice as well. If you like more of this, please subscribe to one of our channels more to come very soon if you have not signed up to the newsletter go to experience101.live and sign up today thanks to hgm tahola beta mojo for supporting us get this out to more movers shakers and mavericks together we can overcome this thanks for listening and be kind out there we need more help call the whole town now let's try and get this thing off the ground, ground. all in together let's gather round we're gonna try and get this thing off the ground